Welcome to the live preaching message from Loyalty House International, a denomination originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches, where the Word of God is imparted clearly, practically, and comprehensively for present-day living. Our aim is to provide a solid foundation, a Bible-based instruction to our church members to equip them to teach and to preach wherever they may be. Join us for a life-changing encounter as you listen to this message. It's nice to serve God and God bringing people into your life who would always celebrate you. Not because you are anything, but because you serve God. Amen. You know, some years ago in my life, I think in my teen years, uh, one of the days, one of my birthday days, I forgot that it was my birthday. So it was the day, the day passed. You, you will never understand it. You see, those of you that have your birthdays being celebrated or you're always doing something, it's difficult to forget. But you see, when a birthday means nothing, you see, in an environment, you can easily forget it. And the day, the day passed. The day passed. I remember so well. But just this Thursday, I realized that where God has brought me, even if I forget, others will not allow me to forget. Hallelujah. And it's not because I have grown. It's not because I am a doctor. No. I never have had any patient wish me a happy birthday. They don't even know my birthday. They don't care to know. Are you with me? So I realize that when you serve God, he blesses you with what can never orchestrate it yourself. Amen. And it, I mean, you may, not, you may not understand that when it's like people remind by you, it's, it's a blessing. It brings the joy. I mean, some of you are so money-minded that you evaluate everything with money. Everything is not about money. I said everything is not about money. And so grow up in your thinking and your analysis. Amen. Good. So, well, for the past 23 years, I've never celebrated Christmas in Ghana. The last Christmas I celebrated in Ghana was in 1996. And I saw 25th December in Ghana. So it felt quite different and quite, you know. No, I didn't do anything much, but just the fact that, ah, I'm also here for Christmas. I also went home. <laughs> but you see, I've been away from home so much so that even home doesn't feel home in a certain sense. Because my whole life is here. And somehow, I had a good time because I was with my children. I mean, two of them. So he reminded me that we had home. And then we went to church. Had post, I mean, we enjoyed ourselves then. So, so the new year, we had our new year in the afternoon. <laughs> we had our new year at the first night service. At 3 o'clock, we were in church. And the reason was to preempt a possible attack. You know, there was this speculation. You know, the, the problem with intelligence report is that when it is said, it doesn't, you don't have much evidence. It is only when you don't obey it that you see that it was an intelligence report. When you obey it, it doesn't 
feel it was an intelligent report. I, I don't know if you get what I'm saying. Like somebody's plan to do you evil. When you obey, the evil will not happen. So you don't see that information as an intelligence report because nothing happened. It is only when you disobey that the thing happens. Then you say, ah, this was an intelligence report. And mind you, this type of thing have taken the Americans, the people that are into it, that's taken them by surprise. Because the intelligence comes, but most people discard it. Amen. So as a precautionary measure, we were made to have our church during the day. And there was, there was church. And it didn't change anything. I, I then realized that a lot of things we do are just traditions. You know, it, it's, it's just that whether you prayed the last day, the first day, it doesn't really change anything. You know, sometimes even our mental attitude when it comes to a new year, I always ask myself, is it a new year in the eyes of I don't know if you get my point. It's like, it's, it's, it's December, December for God. I don't know if you understand my question. So, and I realized that a lot of things are so steeped in tradition that it's almost like in sticking to tradition, you can get yourself into trouble. And many of us, our, the dangers of our lives or the difficulties of our lives are because we are stuck in our ways. And we don't want to change. Amen. But I guess in 2020, according to the human calendar, we shall change. Amen. Amen. Good. This morning, I, I want us to, there are these two books that I really want us to, I felt, I've been praying about it the whole of last year, since the books were released, and I felt these two books are very important, and we're going to pray on it. We're going to read it, generate topics to pray about. Amen. Now, you see, remember this. When you come to church, you learn a lot of things that you need to do. But the power to do it comes from God. You get it? So whatever you learn, whatever information you get, ask God for help to be able to do it. This is where prayer becomes important. For example, you come to church, you hear the pastor preach. Jesus said, lay up not for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and rust not corrupt and thieves break in. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven. Now, most people will hear and don't even understand it. But you hear it and you understand it and you want to do it. Always pray that God help me to do what you have asked. Always pray about it and desire God's help. Because I tell you, you can know what you need to do. But to do what you need to do is another journey. And that is where your prayers must focus. That Lord, you have said in your word, lay not up for yourself treasures on earth, but to lay up for myself treasures in heaven. I pray for the ability to do it in this condition of mind, in this state of mind. Because you see, you are going, you are, you are, you are, you are, you are intending to do something in the in the in the supernatural state or in the higher state than the state where you are. You need a special strength. Hallelujah. And you must always pray about things. What you don't pray about does not change. It is not in us to, to have the power to do what we have been asked to do. If the power is from God, so always ask God whatever He asks you. As you set your heart to do, ask him for strength, ask him for the ability, ask him even for the way. How? One of my shortcomings as a person is when I'm asked to do something, I often don't ask the how to do it. And I'm learning it the hard way. That not asking the how to do it leaves you short of resources. Not asking the how to do it leaves you short of resources. So I'm learning 
to learn to ask. This thing that you should say, you said I should do. How should I do it? I, I feel that I know when you ask me to do it, I, I'll sit down and analyze the situation and choose a way. But sometimes it, it makes me not get the help that I, I could get. Amen. Good. So this year, these two books must mean a lot of things to you. Why, why, why do I, why, why have I combined them? I've combined them because a lot of the things that you need to do to be blessed, you, you can't do them without faith. A lot of the things that you need to do to be blessed, you cannot do them without faith. Yeah. Because a lot of the things that lead to blessing are not common sense. They, they, are, they are against the logic of living. They are not common sense. They are not common sense at all. So, and you, you do them not because you know it makes sense to you, but you do them because you find yourself just doing them. This is where the supernatural help of God comes into your life. You see, most people talk about grace. Grace always manifests in a channel, like the grace of God. Yes, the grace of God. But the grace of God gives you something or makes you do something naturally without even understanding why you like to do it. See, my person, me as a person, I, I grew up and I realized that I feel happy when the people around me are happy. Are you here? Are you, are you here? I grew up to realize that I tend to be happy when my surrounding, the people around me are happy. What does it mean? It leads me to always want to make sure that people around me are okay. Now, let me ask you a question. Is this not a faster? But you see, I've never dreamt, I've never lied, I've never dreamt, I've never wanted to be a pastor. It's, it's, ne- it's never one of my dreams to be a pastor. No. But you see, God has graced you with what naturally will make you a successful pastor. By, by naturally wanting people to do well around you. It's, it's a, I, don't, I don't pray. It just happens naturally. My thoughts, my ideas, when people are around me, I'm always thinking how your life can be better than what it is. And I will spare myself nothing to make it happen or to get it to happen in your life. So sometimes you see a person that you want to do well is very some way, very bad attitude. But it's, you are still interested in the person. Do you get it? It's, it's not, it's not, it doesn't work common sense. It's not about logic. It's about what God has put in you to make you do what will bring a blessing into your life. Because, do you know, as you sow efforts into people's lives to help them to have a better life, you are sowing seeds for, the, for your own children and for other generations of your children to come. Are you with me? So we must always pray about the good things that we need to do, the instructions of God. Amen. And like I said, labor to be blessed. Labor to be blessed. Not to be rich. No. You see, when you, don't, when you are very poor, you feel that what you need is to be rich. But what, you, what most of us don't understand is that what you need is to be blessed, not to be rich. What you need is to be blessed. When you are blessed, the riches will come with it. Setting your eyes on being rich will set you on very painful journeys. Will set you on very difficult roads. But when you set your eyes to be blessed, the road will also be different. It may be difficult, but it's, it's bringing you a bigger reward. Hallelujah. And you need faith. So, I just have 10 copies. I think they've we brought just a few of them. 
But I just have 10 copies of these books that I thought I should bring for those who are interested. Amen. Good. Proverbs chapter something. Open to Proverbs. Are you there? Okay, so Pro- Proverbs chapter 24 or chapter 23 verse 4. Put it on the screen. Proverbs 23 verse 4. Are you there? You are quiet or you are still in Christmas and you are still waking up. Put it in the King James first. And somebody take a mic and read for me. Proverbs 23 verse 4. Labor not to be rich. Cease from thy own wisdom. Verse 5. Well, thou set thy eyes upon that which is not. For riches certainly make themselves wings. They fly away as an eagle toward heaven. Did you understand what we just read? Let's see. This, this is an advice from somebody who is rich. The book of Proverbs was written by Solomon, not a poor guy. Are you with me? According to the word of God and according to the Bible, Solomon was rich. Where he multiplied gold, it's like things were, he was rich. So if a rich man is telling you, don't don't labor. Don't work hard. Don't, don't force yourself to be rich. And there's something that he has learned in being rich that he's telling you. Now, you see, if a poor man is telling you, don't force yourself to be rich, you see, of course, why would you advise me to be rich? But when a rich man is telling you that don't force yourself to be rich, don't, don't labor to be rich, he's telling you, he's giving you an advice. And you see, why, what, why is he saying what he's saying? He said that, why would you set your eyes on that which is not? Why, why would you fix your vision of, with something that is, is, is there, is not there? That's the question. He said, for why would thou set thy eyes upon that which is not? For riches certainly make themselves wings. They fly away as an eagle towards heaven. So if your target is towards something that can develop wings and fly away, then what it means is that you may, you may either get it and it will fly out of your hands or whilst you are approaching it, it will be gone. And it keeps moving. Can I tell you something? The people that are rich in this world, that, let me put it this way, the people that are genuinely rich in this world are not rich because they said they has to be rich. The people, listen, I said genuine because there are different sources of rich. A lot of riches in this world has come about out of wickedness and, and, and corruption. And it has come with it also curses. When you kill somebody in order to take what they have, the blood that has poured, you speak. You, you say you don't care, but it doesn't change what will happen. I, are you with me? Yeah. Those that are genuinely rich, if you check and talk to them, you will discover that they did not set their heart to change. Yeah, they did not set their hearts to change. Their hearts were on something else, which often has to do with Something benefiting humanity. 
They, they try to, those who try to develop something that will make life easier. Some people that will help people. That, that, that's how come before you realize they are rich. So they don't set themselves to be rich. But whatever they set themselves to do has brought them riches. Now you, can, you can look at the history of those proper wealthy, like those that have come up with inventions. Not those, those stock market type of people, riches. No, 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 that's not what I'm talking about. You get it? I'm talking about people that have come up with like something you get it? that is in use by humanity that has changed life or that has made life easier or different. You discover that they didn't set themselves to be rich. Riches was not their goal. But you would eventually have abundance of riches. Amen. Good. So Solomon is telling us that the reason why he says you should not labor to be rich is that riches are uncertain. Okay, let's read it in the New Living Translation. 24 and 25 together. Sorry. Four and five together. Don't wear yourself out. Don't wear yourself out trying to get rich. Don't wear yourself out trying to get rich. Be wise enough to know when to be. In the blink of an eye, wealth disappears. For it will sprout wings and fly away like a hen. Amen. Good. So, it's, it's important. It's important because, you see, when he said labor not to be rich, he added a portion. He says, seize from your own wisdom. You see, your wisdom will tell you that if I want riches, it's a straight line. If riches is here, this is where I must go. That's what your wisdom will tell you. That's what your wisdom will tell you. If I want riches, straight line. But it's not a straight line. That's the point. It's not a straight line. It's not a straight line. And so, this year, we are going to give ourselves to doing things that brings a blessing. You see, when your life is blessed, first of all, the things that makes life difficult, are not able to operate well. When your life is blessed, the things that stand your way to oppose you are not able to oppose you. you. You are able to overcome them because of the power of the blessing. When your life is blessed, the things that are used to seduce you, to make you go astray, are, they become ineffective. When your life is blessed, the agents of the enemy that come your way intending to lure you and to destroy you, get converted under the influence of the spirit that is operating in you. Hallelujah. Yeah. So it's, 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 it's a greater goal. It's a higher goal. When your efforts are towards things that bring a blessing. Because you see, a blessing, a blessing, a blessing, it's like a blank check. A blessing is like a blank check. You write what you need and when you need it. Hallelujah. A blessing. When, when your life is blessed, it's like a blank check. It supplies whatever you need, whenever you need it. You see, in medicine, in the human body, when, when the human body is developing, let me you a little bit of science. Listen carefully. When the human body is developing, remember the human body comes from one cell. Your beautiful eyes, nose, all the beautiful parts of you, including the seen and unseen, the fat, the bone, everything. Do you get it? It comes from one cell. One cell. I said they come from one cell. But as they are developing, are you with me? As they are developing, 
at a certain stage, the, what happens is that when the egg meets the sperm or the sperm meets the egg, they become one, one cell. But they are half-half. When they come, they become one. If you don't understand it, just half plus half is one. Do you get it? Just, just half plus half. Now, what happens is that when they become one, then the one divides into two, and the two divides into four, the four divides into 16, and it keeps dividing until a certain quantity, a certain mass is formed. Then, God is wild. The under influence of chemicals and things, the cells begin to differentiate. Where this group says, we are going to form the muscles. And even in the muscles, there's going to be a difference. The group that forms the skeletal muscles and the group that forms the smooth muscles. The smooth muscles are the muscles that move your internal organs. They, they like your, And then even some differentiates to form the heart muscle. And then some also say, now guys, we are going to form the bones. See, coming from the same place, who tells them who to do what? You see, science should tell you that there's God. You must be a fool when you know science and you say there's no God. No, no, you have to be a fool. The only way you can confidently say there's God is you must be a fool. So, so the, this same, all of them from the same place, not different, these are going to form and then these are going to form the brain tissues. And then the ones that are going to form the different, the liver, the, the, all the different things that exist in your body. But there's a group of cells. That, so now, the ones that get committed to like, let's say, we are forming muscles. All they do is they can form muscles. The ones that get committed. And after a while, there's nothing, you cannot, like, for example, when you cut your muscle, a new muscle does not form. It's like, that's it. Once it's done, it's done. We are done our job. No cells. But there's a small group of cells, which we call the germ cell. They retain their ability to be anything, even in the body. They retain their ability to form anything still in the body. Now, that is what a blessing is like. It becomes whatever you need. It becomes, it has the ability to be whatever you need. So if you ask me, do I want to be rich or do I want to be blessed? I'll tell you I want to be blessed. Because riches have, riches have limitations. Even the world, the standard bank knows that there are some things money can buy. Even standard bank, they know that this five rands, this 18 rands, but there are some things money cannot buy. I'm not talking about the church. Standard bank is their, is their advert. There are some things money cannot buy. Are you with me? And so, so God, through his servant, whom he blessed, and knew about riches, is telling us that we should labor not to be rich. Because, because, you see, we don't understand it. Let me, I, it, this may not be the only explanation. Apart from riches developing wings, Line on. And also, the path to riches, if your aim is to be rich, will lead you on difficult journeys that are dangerous and all those things. All of them are in the book. Now, what I believe is this, that where you are, where you live on earth, is there is a curse. There is a curse on earth. And you see, the presence of a curse on earth makes you, or makes it necessary not to limit 
what you have to help you to money. Because the only thing that overcomes a blessing, uh, the only thing that overcomes a curse is not money. Money cannot overcome a curse. I said money cannot overcome a curse. Money cannot overcome a curse. I said money cannot overcome a curse. When a curse is operating, and there are curses here on earth. Because you see, what we don't know is that you, you don't know your, your, your great-grandfather's grandfather. You don't know him. And you don't know who's, what they did. That, that has released a curse along his line. I mean, I don't even know what my father has done. Because, you know, sometimes people do things. So before you realize, you, you don't know what your father has done and what somebody has said. And all of a sudden, you are going. You think you are fine. You are doing your best. But always there's a wind against you. Things that look like they are going to work, all of a sudden, last minute, they fizzle out. And you are turning around, asking, what's wrong? What's wrong? And you can't find what's wrong. And then, depending on who you are, somebody comes to tell you that, you see, that old lady in the village, the one nearest door to your grandmother's place that you go and visit. Yeah, every time you go and visit, they, they, they cast spells on you. So don't go there again. Before you realize you are abandoning your grandmother. Who was your mother, actually? Because when your mother gave birth to you, she was still in school. And your grandmother had to take care of you. You don't, you don't know what happens. Everybody, all your friends, everybody is do, doing the right thing. Then all of a sudden, you break friendship with them and you go and join yourself to bad companies. That exposes you to all sorts of things. And then your life that was going to go straight, you are the only child amongst your family whose life goes to the left. Listen, if you ask me, why do I need a blessing? I need a blessing because I am living in a place where there is a curse. You ask me, why do I need a blessing? Because I'm living in a place where there's a curse. And the only thing that can fight the curse is a blessing. The only thing that fights a curse is a blessing. So you must labor to be blessed. I said, you must do what? Labor to be blessed. Spend all your effort engaging yourself in things that bring a blessing. And pray to avoid things that bring curses. I tell you, with that, your life will turn out well. You will not die in a disgraceful way. You will not end your life in a disgraceful You will end your life in a good old age as an old man or old woman with your children around you and with children that are blessed also because of you. Hallelujah. Are you here with me? Let us not be wise in our own ways. Cease to be wise in your own eyes. And do what God says you should do. Amen. Now, Proverbs chapter 29. Today I will preach a little bit longer, even though I still have a lot of time. I, I just need to explain, I just need to set the tone for our prayer life for this year and for the years to come. Hallelujah. Yeah, we need to set a tone for our prayer life. We we'll talk to God. We we'll engage Him early in the morning, in the afternoons, in the evening, at, at midnight. We we'll talk to Him. That He should guide us. I said, That He should guide us. That we may be blessed. Use the King James. I'm going to verse 18. 29, 18. 18, 1, 18. Oh, there's no 18. Oh, okay. Where there is no vision. Where there is no vision. The people, the people, the people. I said, the people, they prosper. They do what? But he that keepeth the law, 
happy is he. Now, you see, a lot of people have used this verse to preach about why you must have a vision. Isn't it? So you must have a vision. You must have a goal. You must have this. Listen, when the Bible talks about vision, it's not talking about a goal. The Bible, the word that is used there is talking about seeing into the realm of the spirit. We have, you see, the Bible, people say you can use it to teach so many things. It's true. So why there's no vision? You know, vision is to have a goal. Vision is to have a whatever it is. And to have a dream. It didn't say no. It's talking about vision as it relates to like Ezekiel seeing visions of the Lord. These people seeing visions. The prophets seeing visions for a purpose. The other translations say that what? Where there's no spiritual or divine guidance. What? What? Listen, listen. What does it say? When people do not accept divine guidance. They run wild. But whosoever or whoever obeys the law is joyful. Now, this year is a year to really get ourselves to walk in the word of God. Where the word of God becomes the template of your life. That is where blessings will come to your life. You see, the, the instructions, the commandments of the word of God, if you check it carefully, in its simplicity. It guides you to the things that makes God bless you and to the things that you shouldn't do or curses to come upon. So, so, so the word is actually a light. And that's what the word of God says. The, the word is a light. God, what light is to anybody here on earth? So also is the word of God. That it guides you to see what you need to see and to avoid what you must avoid. So the Bible says that when people do not accept divine guidance and, and what we see in the world now what we see in the world is that to hell with God. To hell with God. We know what to do. And we will do what we want to do. Whatever makes us happy is what is good. That's why we are also, we are just going off. We are like people driving in the bush. Straight to the cliff to go down. But that shall not be your life existence. Hallelujah. So listen. It says when people do not accept divine guidance, they run wild. Why is this important? This is important because you see, the divine guidance is don't labor to be rich. It's a divine guidance. If you reject it, you will run wild. And you will, not, you will not be happy at the end of your life. You will feel that your life is wasted. You, you will not be happy. And you see, a lot of us say we have accepted God. You know, we believe in God. But you see, the evidence of your belief in God is how much his word means. What, how, what is the weight of his word in your life? You see, Satan deceives us to say that, oh, once you go to church, you are okay. Listen, once you go to church, you are, not, you are very far from okay. You are very far from okay. You are going to church, you are very, it's almost like saying once you go for lectures, you have passed the exam. I mean, listen, you and I know that being at the lectures is one thing and passing the exams is another thing. I mean, they are different, they are different group of people. Yeah. Because you can't be sitting at a lecture, but your mind is, wow, your mind is not there. You are thinking of last night. And thinking of the night to come. Because maybe the lecture is in Friday afternoon and Friday evening. Your mind is, is seriously roaming. And you are saying what? Because you are at the lecture. It was, you, you go, no, 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 no. So in the same way, listen. I'm using this scripture and I'm showing you this. That they say when people do not accept divine guidance, they run wild. But whoever obeys the law is joyful. Whoever obeys God is joyful. It's joyful because the outcome of their life is completely different. From the outcome of those who don't obey. And the perishing of the people is because they don't accept divine guidance. Where there's no vision, the people perish. 
Without divine guidance, listen, your life will be a mess. I'm telling you. But with divine guidance, your life will be a joy. Hallelujah. So this year is the year of living out the word. I said it's a year of living out the word. And you see, unless you believe what the word of God says, you will not live it out. And you see, most of us, it's, it's almost like God is one of the many things we do. It's like we, we have things we need to do. With church and, then, and then Sunday morning, we just come to church. No. You see, actually, if there's anything that demands your full time, it's actually the word of God. If there's anything that demands your full time, it should actually be the word of God. And you're living it out, meditating on it, thinking on it, living it out. And you see, the, the, the power of the word of God is seen when you implement it to your minutest relationship. It will deliver you from many things. Hallelujah. Are you here with me? In closing, I want us to read the whole of Numbers chapter 3. And I, w- I want to point out a few things. Then we'll pray. Numbers 23. We'll do the King James. Are you glad you came to church this morning? So your, your life cannot end without being a joyful one. It must end as a joyful one. Your children must say, hey, mommy, and for those of you with, who have grandchildren, grandchildren and great-grandchildren say, we are blessed because of our great-grandfather. Because, yes! You can live a, a, a spiritual, a blessed heritage for your children. And they will walk in it. Now, you see, this, let me, let me say something. What, what modernization has done is to take us away from what has protected us and to make us very vulnerable. That's what modernization has done. Modernization, that's what it has done. It has taken us away from what protects us by making us not believe in what actually is real. You see, that something does not make sense to you does not mean it's not real. And until you discovered or until you got to know the knowledge or you got to see how things work and therefore could explain it, it has always been working before you got to know. Because let me ask you a question. Before the invention of microscopes that allows us to see the spells in an ejaculate, does it mean that a woman cannot get pregnant? Women were getting pregnant when they had sex, even though it could not be explained how. So before you knew it, it has always been there. So now that you have come to know a few things, and you are saying that what you don't know is not there, I mean, it's not true. It's not true. Because before the invention of microscope, nobody saw the sperms. They just saw some liquid. And they just saw some liquid. But nobody knew that there, there are things that swim in it. That can travel. And there are a lot of them. Are you with me? So what modernization has done is that it has taken us away from the things that actually protect us. You see, here is a story of a king who has heard about the Israelites. They may not be a large in number, but they were defeating everybody in front of them. That's what I said. That's what blessing does. Blessing makes you overcome any opposition in your life. Yeah. And you see, blessing, eh, when, especially blessing from God and untrue, all blessings come from God. They, they, it makes you defeat anything that challenges you. See, and Balaam said unto Balak, or maybe let's start from 22. Somebody read for me. Make it. Numbers 22. And the children of Israel set forward and pitched in the plains of Moab in the side of Jordan by Jericho. And Balak, the son of Zippor, saw all that Israel had done to the Amorites. And Moab was so afraid of the people 
because there were many. And Moab was distressed because of the children of Israel. And Moab said unto the elders of Midian, Now shall this company lick all upon that are round about us, as the ox licketh up the grass of the field. And Balak the son of Zippor was king over the Moabites at that time. He sent messengers therefore unto Balaam the son of Beor to Pethor, which is by the river of the land of the children of his people, to call him, saying, Behold, there is a people come out from Egypt. Behold, they cover the face of the earth, and they abide over against me. Come now, therefore, I pray thee, curse me these people, for they are too mighty for me. Just hold on. Come and do what? Curse. Now, you see, this is a king who is faced with a potential war situation. <coughs> because he has looked and said, realized that Israelites are defeating everything they met on the way. And it's like, am I going to sit down to be my turn to be defeated? And they confess that these people, looking at what they are doing, uh, they will lick us up, up. It's like they will eat us like grass. So we have to do something. What did he resort to? He resorted to the power that he knew could defeat them. You see, there was something he knew as a king that going to war in itself is not what makes you victorious. That your victory depends on what is for you and what is against your enemy. So he said, if I get the prophet to come and curse the people for me, maybe I'll succeed. Are you understanding what I'm saying? And, and you see, the most painful thing is that all these things are in the Bible. And Christians have it to read. But unfortunately, most Christians don't believe what they read. So even though we are Christians, we will spend less time seeking divine guidance and spend more time trying to do things our own way, according to our senses. That's why a girl would want more time with a boy out at the movies, at the restaurants, at the parks and things, and spend less time at prayer or something such as God guide us, show us which way, what to do. Most, most, of, most of the ladies are here. Oh, we went out to the movies. Hey. That, that's, that, that's all there is. Mm. Meanwhile, you're not seeking divine guidance. Whether even what you have chosen is the right person. Hey. What you've chosen. <laughs> movies. Movies don't. You see, movies don't bring you together. Hey. Hey. Watching. Eating at a restaurant don't make somebody love you. Sitting at the parks and just playing romantic movies. It doesn't make a marriage. Oh. It doesn't make... Anyway, that's not what I'm talking about. Let's, let's, let's. We are going to pray for God to help us. Amen. Read on. Peradventure I shall prevail that we may smite them and that I may drive them out of the land. For I wot that he will thou blessed is blessed, and him who thou cursed is cursed. In other words, I know that as a prophet, as a seer, as a man of God, the people you bless are blessed, and the people you curse are cursed. So come and curse these people for me. Go on. And the elders of Moab and the elders of Midian departed with the rewards of divination in their hand, and they came unto Balaam and spake unto him the words of Balak. And he said unto them, Lodge here this night, 
and I will bring you word again, as the Lord shall speak unto me. And the princes of Moab abode with Balaam. And God came unto Balaam and said, What men are these with thee? And Balaam said unto God, Balak the son of Zippor, king of Moab, hath sent unto me, saying, Behold, there is a people come out of Egypt, which covereth the face of the earth. Come now, curse me them. The adventure I shall be able to overcome them and drive them out. And God said unto Balaam, Thou shalt not go with them, thou shalt not curse the people, for they are blessed. For they are what? And Balaam rose up in the morning. Are, are, you, are you seeing something? But this has been, this is not a verse that just came out. It has always been the Bible. I see, we read it and we just, ah, listen, we are trying to really get our lives working. We want things, we are busy. Listen, the way to have all that you want is to be blessed. I said, the way to have all that you want is to be blessed. Is to be blessed. You see, when you are blessed, you can have 10 runs and it will bring you a lot of happiness. When you are not blessed, you can have 1 million runs and you will be depressed. I'm telling you. Don't you realize that happiness is found with people who don't have more. They are the ones that are always excited. And you are wondering what is making them excited. And meanwhile, you have people that have a lot and they are committing suicide. Let's read on. And Balaam rose up in the morning and said unto the princess of Balak, Get you into your land, for the Lord refuseth to give me leave to go with you. And the princess of Moab rose up, and they went unto Balak and said, Balaam refuses to come with us. And Balak sent again princes more and more honorable than they. And they came to Balaam and said to him, Thus says Balak the son of Zippo, Let nothing, I pray thee, hinder thee from coming unto me, for I will promote thee unto very great honor, and I will do whatsoever thou sayest unto me. Come therefore, I pray thee, curse me, this people. And Balaam answered and said unto the servants of Balak, If Balak will give me his house full of silver, and gold, I cannot go beyond the word of the Lord my God to do less or more. Now, therefore, I pray you, carry ye also here this night that I may know what the Lord will say unto me more. And God came unto Balaam at night and said unto him, If the men come to call thee, rise up and go with them. But yet the word which I shall say unto thee that shalt thou do. And Balaam rose up in the morning and saddled his ass and went with the princes of Moab. Let's go to 23, chapter 23, verse 16. 23, verse 16. And go, yes, just start reading from there. I'm just jumping it to show you. It was a long story of persistence by this king of Moab, Balak. Unless these people are cursed, I can't. And Balaam was also, the people are blessed. I can't curse them. I've blessed them. And nothing will change. Let's read on. Verse 16. And the Lord met Balaam and put a word in his mouth and said, 
Go again unto Balak, and say thus. And when he came to him, behold, he stood by his burnt offering, and the princes of Moab with him. And Balak said unto him, What hath the Lord spoken? And he took up his parable, and said, Rise up, Balak, and hear, hearken unto me, thou son of Zippo. God is not a man that he should lie, mm. neither the son of man that he should repent. Hath he said, and shall he not do it? Or hath he spoken, and shall he not make it good? Behold, I have received commandment to bless, and he hath blessed, and I cannot reverse it. He hath not beheld iniquity in Jacob, neither hath he seen perverseness in Israel. The Lord his God is with him, and the shout of the king is among them. God brought them out of Egypt. He hath it with the strength of his unicorn. Surely there is no enchantment against Jacob, neither is there any divination against Israel. According to to this time it shall be said of Jacob and of Israel, What hath God wrought? Behold, the people shall rise up as a great lion and lift up himself as a young lion. He shall not lie down until he eat of the prey and drink of the blood of the slain. And Balak said unto Balaam, Neither curse them at all, nor bless them at all. But Balaam answered and said unto Balak, Told not I thee, saying, All that the Lord speaketh, that I must do. And Balak said unto Balaam, Come, I pray thee, I will bring thee unto another place. Peradventure it will please God that thou mayest curse me them from thence. Now, you see, it's a lot of reading, which I want you to go and read. 22, 23, 24, 25. Just read it. To see for yourself that I'm not telling you something that is not in the Bible. And you see, if you don't, if you don't believe the Bible, then there's no need for you to come to church. If you don't believe the Bible, to live it out and let it influence and dictate your life. There's no need for you to come. Because you see, somebody praying for you is not going to bless you that much as you living out what God has said. You see, if the prayer is going to work, it's going to make you to live out what God has said. Hallelujah. And you see, all this, you see, the argument back and forth. You see, I want you to see the persistence of Balak. Because it's like, this is the only way I can defeat these people. And Balak consistently told him that the people are blessed. And God doesn't change his mind. He has blessed them. You see, they can make a mistake and God will be angry with them. But it doesn't take away the blessing. That is the protection of blessing. When God blesses you, he doesn't turn around to curse you. You may do wrong, he will punish you. You go through difficulties. But in the end, the blessing that was spoken over your life is what stands. And that is what will stand. So even the difficulties you entered into, or you may enter into, is to bring you to the correct. 25, chapter 25. You see, when the people decided to live not against the word of God, then problems began to happen. And God was angry with them. So you see, the Bible, I said, is like a light. It's to help you to see what you need to see. And to also see what is dangerous that you must avoid. Because many of the dangerous things of our lives that bring curses, they don't look dangerous. Many of the dangerous things that bring curses to our lives, they don't look dangerous. Like your relationship with father and mother. Listen, if you are here under the sound of my word, make sure you have a very honorable relationship with your parents. Hey, let me read what I'm about to say. 
Bible says, and Israel abode and the people began to commit wardom with the daughters of God. See, the people that are so afraid of them, they began to play the harlot with Just put it in the New Living Translation. You see, that, that's, that's how Satan gets into those that belong to society. When we begin to have fellowship with unfruitful works of darkness, when we begin to have fellowship with Belial, sons of Belial, when, when, when we try to, try to reason out clear instructions and begin to follow the ways of the world, when there's a clear way we are to follow, that is when we now begin to open the door for the enemy to get down. The enemy that was so afraid of us, all of a sudden, is beginning to make inroads. Into when, when, while the Israelites were camped in Africa, whatever, some of the men, some of the, some of the men defile themselves by having sexual relationships with the local Moabites. You see, it's natural appetites. The women invited them to attend sacrifices to their gods. So the Israelites feasted with them and worshipped the gods of Moab. In this way, in this way, in this way, in this way, Israel joined in worship of Baal, of her, causing the Lord's anger to face against him. So you see how Satan gets us when we go away from the word of God. We, we, you see, as long as you are in Christ, you are very protected as when you keep the law. That's why the Bible says, happy are they, happy are they that, that depend on God's guidance. Happy are they that keep the law. Are, are you here with me? Are, are we here? We are setting the tone for the year. I said, we are setting the tone for the year. Which way we must go? I said, which way we must go? Labor to be blessed by walking in the word of God. I said, labor to be blessed by spending your energy in obeying the word of God. And don't, don't rubbish it. Because if you rubbish it, it will rubbish you. I said, if you rubbish it, it will rubbish you. The Lord issued the following commandment to Moses. Seize all the ringleaders and execute them before the Lord in a broad way. So his fierce anger will turn away from the Lord. I mean, people that all of a sudden, people that are afraid of you, they have lured you into things. Leave them. Don't fight them. Let them be there. Just, just still be afraid of them, but just let them hang around. Sooner than later, they will begin to, you will begin to make inroads. And look at what started happening. When you read, read that next verse. And all sorts of things began to happen. Listen, I, I want us to believe in blessings and believe in curses. Are you with me? And do everything to get blessings into your life and avoid things that bring curses or things that allow Satan to make inroads. Somebody has been kind to you. Don't be ungrateful. Don't be ungrateful. Think carefully when you react in anger towards people that have been a blessing. Think carefully. Sometimes just overlook it now. And I'm inclusive. The area that we all have to be careful is the area of our relationship or a parent. Somebody who has contributed significantly. Somebody by whose effort your life is the way. It may not be your biological father, not be your biological mother, but the person can be said to have been in the life now that by their effort by their, their, their seeds that be careful. The Bible clearly states, honor your father and mother, that it may be well with you, that thy days. So many of us in the world is teaching us to do things that will shorten our lives and that will make us walk in case. But where are you? Where do you stand as a child? When you take your father or your mother to the police saying you are being abused. Abused of what? Because they are disciplined and you don't want to be disciplined. They are saying you are being What curse are you bringing in your life? I'm asking you a question. Some of you, if you knew the state in which you were conceived, you, 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 you will respect your parents. I don't want to go into that. This is one of the things that opens doors of cases into our life. There are many other things. That is why we have to give ourselves a Listen, if you are here, your mother, your father, you are not in terms with them. Please, I, I am begging you to go and beg them and just be. Whatever they say, just ask them to forgive them. Are you here with me? Let none of you, under the sound of my voice, not be on good terms with your parents. Because many of us, don't honor our parents. If there's anything that is like a mine of blessing, like a place where you can go and dig blessing, experience, experience, 
And let me tell you something. Don't let your parents say thank you. Brothers, ask them to speak a blessing by your life. Don't, don't, whenever you do something for them and they want to say thank you, say, don't say thank you. I don't need the thank you. What I need is this. Yeah. You see, the blessings that are pronounced by your parents, they have a far-reaching effect on them. They, they are like a wind that is moving you upward and forward. And may you never do anything that will make your father cry or your mother cry that you will regret the day you give birth to you. No. It's one of the things that, and you see, Satan, through the leadership of God, is making a child to rise up again. Such that today, you can't discipline your child. You can't discipline your child. Yeah. You can't tell your child, stop what you're doing. It's wrong. You can't. Before you realize, it's called police to come on you. I have said, if any child of mine does that, the police, they should take you. And they should be with you. They should, they should take you. They should be with you. You will never come to my house. They should be with you. And let, let them... Let them look after you and see. Because you don't know what it has taken further. Yeah, we may have our disagreement. Because as everybody grows, everybody develops their own. Yeah. But have the wisdom to know how to negotiate your disagreement care. You get it? Just as when you drive, you want to drive at 160. But you know that at 160 in the care, depending on the car you are driving, death is what you are inviting. So wisdom is to teach you how to negotiate a care. You, you strike a compromise. What is your father saying you should do? Do it. What do you want to do? Find a way of doing what your father says you should do. Whilst you are doing what you want to do also. Because most things that you want to do can be done, can be done even according to what your father is saying. Is there no? I see a lot of Christians. No, my father doesn't want me to come to church. I don't know if you, most of you have these things, but in the days, the early days of charismatic churches, parents, these churches are mushroom churches, so they don't want their children to go to church. Listen, I say to you, once upon a time, when I was a child, I would say, if you say don't go, just go. You can't stop you from serving God. But now, as I've grown, I'll say, you know what? If your father says don't go to church, listen, coming to church physically is not what you need. He says don't go to church, but God or church can come for you. But if they say don't go to church and you are sitting and reading your Bible and praying, so the church hour, you are just sitting down playing music in the house and reading the Bible. In fact, it will benefit you more than just coming to church. But some of you, as I'm preaching, your mind is far away. Yeah, some of you, your mind have gone to the airport and back. Other places, I don't know where. Where did your mind go? <laughs> Hallelujah. It is said that you can capture people's attention for only about 17 minutes. And I've preached for more than 17 minutes. So obviously, your attention has gone and come. Some of you are on your way coming. When I started a mother and father, that's when you say, guys, let's, let's go and listen. But when I was reading the Bible verses and things, your mind was very far away. But anyway, I think it's enough for a day. I want us to rise to our feet. I want to pray, Lord, what do we want to pray about? Lord, help me to be a keeper of you. Help me to desire divine guidance. Let my heart be for your guidance. Let me wish to hear we need a word from you. We need guidance. Amen. We need direction. Amen. Help us. Lift Amen. up your voice. Oh, yeah. Lift up your voice. I want us to talk to God in whatever language, in whatever way. It's just a simple, Lord, I have heard so much today. Oh, yes. And I need you. Oh, I need yes, to be Jesus. guided by you. Guide Give me, me a heart guide that respects your, your input into my life. Give me a heart that wants your input into my life. Give me a heart that yearns to keep your law. No matter how difficult it may appear. With every difficulty, you have a permission for us. Thank you, Jesus. Help me Help me to keep your word. To keep your word in my heart. This is my heart's desire. Oh, yes. Yes. I want to talk to you. Talk to me, Lord.
It hurts to keep your words. It hurts to keep your words. A keeper of your words. Masa Tolo. Rika Talaburu.
mercy that by your spirit you impart into our hearts a desire to seek your word on everything we do whichever way we choose may it be according to your guidance may we desire to keep your word that we will find ourselves happy and Father, by your spirit, impart to us that respect for that which is spoken supernatural. Be it a blessing or be it a curse. That our efforts in this life will seek to be blessed by you. And that by your spirit, you will deliver us from everything that brings a curse into our life. That will be victorious in this short journey that you have given us to walk on this earth. Let our lives lack nothing. But above all, let our lives be a source of blessing also. Because we are blessed. Thank you. Oh, stay in our hearts a sincere desire to live on your word and to commune with you. To honor your word above our ideas. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Let this year be a year with a difference. Let this year be the first step onto greater heights. As we seek your guidance, may you reveal yourself to us clearly in many ways. That we may know you and follow your voice. Thank you. We want to walk in your word every day of our lives. Lord, this is our cry to you. Help us. Help us. Help us. For that which you bless is blessed. We desire the blessing of us. That our lives be blessed and cannot be killed because you are blessed. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Lift up your voice and thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Now he brought you here to hear this today. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Let your blessing rain upon us. Let our lives be transformed. That will be a blessing unto many. Oh Lord, we thank you. We thank you for this opportunity. As we keep away from the works of darkness. Let our lives be filled with the works of light. Come on, sit down.
a natural desire to do the thing that brings blessing to our lives and cause us to dislike naturally things that brings curses that we may have blessings in our lives and do away with curses that them that will be connected to our lives shall receive of us blessings because we are blessed thank you Holy Spirit Thank you, Jesus. Listen to the voice of the Lord speaking to you. As they play the keyboard, I want to listen. The Lord has something to tell you. And He's speaking to you right What is it that you have discussed with you? He's responding to your prayers by showing you. It's like it's your mind, it's your thoughts. But it's the Lord speaking. Believe it and walk in it. It will bear fruit. It will prove that it's the Lord who has Thank you.
Father, we thank you. Jesus, our Savior, our Holy Spirit, the living God, the Thank you for the presence. That which you have petitioned. Thank you. And you shall guide us. You shall keep your word. Let each one here walk in the midst. Every case that has been in operation. In the name of Jesus. Under the mighty hand and the blood of Jesus, we revoke it. We ask a turn around. A turn around to a blessing. Give us the strength to see the ways of the enemy into our lives that we may shut the door. That we may open the doors that brings your blessings and your favor upon our lives. Lift us higher. Lift us higher. Lift us above the reason of mankind to the wisdom of the God. What you say is what we want. What you say is what we seek to do. Give us the strength. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Every eyes closed, every head bowed. Maybe somebody invited don't have a personal relationship with you. You need that personal relationship with you. Because it is your faith in Jesus that releases the curse that is upon your life because of the sin in which we were all born. But you have to believe in Jesus as the Son to enjoy the blessing that comes unto a child of Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. There's no name given on the Son by which men might be saved. And he said, Whosoever believeth on him should not perish, but have eternal life. Have a new life. A life that is not a life of cases, but a life of blessings. This is a life that Jesus has come to offer if you believe in him. Every head out and every act. You want to say, Pastor, please pray with me. I want to give my life to Jesus. Lift up your right hand out. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Let us all pray this prayer. Heavenly Father, I thank you for today. I receive Jesus as my Lord and Savior. From today, I confess before you, God, that I'm a sinner. But I come to you for forgiveness of my sin. With a renewed mind to receive you as my God, who will guide me and who will teach me your With a heart willing to obey and to live under your guidance. Thank you for the forgiveness of my sin. I believe in Jesus Christ as your son who came to die for my sin. He rose again on the third day, seated at your right hand. Jesus, I receive you as my Savior. You are my master. I will obey you and I will live my life according to your instruction. 
thank you for dying for my sin. Thank you for your blood that has washed me clean of every sin and the guilt of every sin. And thank you for the opportunity that I have to be a child of God. Holy Spirit, thank you for your presence in bringing me to Jesus. Come upon me that I may walk with Jesus. We believe that you have been blessed by this message. For more information, please visit our website on loyaltyhousesouthafrica.org.